Good evening. I uh, am coming to you a little different tonight. I am coming to you from the basement office of our home. You can see behind me the uh, ties that I wear on Sunday, the fancy shoes, etc. Um, but uh, this is where I do uh, my Bible study, my prayer, my sermon prep, all of those things. And tonight I just wanted to come to you because I know that on Sunday sometimes it's so easy for us to uh, dress up in our best clothes. And, and I, I do. I like to dress up on Sunday. I'm just a weird individual that way. But, uh, uh, but life's hard right now. And uh, I know a lot of people are struggling. Uh, families have lost loved ones that couldn't really have funeral services. There have been people that are... Uh, having children and are not able to celebrate with their whole families around the bed like usual or people having heart surgery tomorrow I know of one family that we're praying for who whose wife couldn't go and so when you and I think about Easter as Christians we think about it as the joyous time that the Lord overcame the grave and death for sinners like you and I but with the shut-in and the coronavirus and it just seems like so many of us are struggling and people are, are really down where people have lost jobs. And, and this week I'm going to try to come to you each night um, just uh, for a short period of time uh, because I want you to know that um, Christians are to bear each other's burdens. We are to weep with those who weep, to celebrate with those who celebrate. And Regardless of what the world can do to us and what the things of this world have, we have hope. We have hope that Jesus loves us, that he died for us. And I know when I think about my own life, how many Easter's I spent not caring about what the Lord had done for me. Oh, the conviction was there, but it just it didn't matter. It was, it was a time of rebellion and wickedness in my own life. And, and I think about those years that I wasted um, but I'm so thankful that God is faithful to us when we're not faithful to Him. And as we're looking at this week of Holy Week, as we work our way toward Easter, yesterday we all know about Palm Sunday, this day that the nation celebrated the King who was coming in peace. But I think sometimes we skip the celebration of Palm Sunday to the action-packed events of driving the money changers and individuals out of the temple. But one of my favorite passages of scripture comes right in between the celebration of Palm Sunday and the temple cleansing of Monday. And um, it, I, I guess it's just because I know that the Lord loves us and we see how much he loves us in these few verses. The Bible tells us in the book of John that the Lord came to his own, but his own did not know him. And so there are so many verses on rejoicing and celebrating, but I tell you, when someone is coming to the end of their life, the things that really matter to them, the people that they love, that is what's on most of our minds, especially for those of us who are Christians. We know that absent from the body is present with the Lord. Today is one of my daughter's birthdays, and I think on these days, which happen very often in our house, when you have as many kids as we do, there's a birthday every month almost, 
But uh, I, I ask myself those questions like, do I have enough life insurance to carry for my wife and kids if something would happen to me? Uh, who would take care of our family if something happened to Tony and I? And, and I don't fear or worry about that. I plan like the Bible says and, and do those things, but I, I trust the Lord. But those are the things that we think about, those that we love the most, that we care about the most, that we have invested our life in, that we, that we have that just poured everything we are into as parents, our, our, our children, grandparents, your grandchildren, as a marriage, your spouse. And so as the Lord comes into Jerusalem, if you have your Bible tonight, in the book of Luke 19, the, the crowd is celebrating Jesus, who he is, and, and he knows that in a few short days they will be asking for him to go to the cross where Barabbas is to be released. But in these three and four verses, I believe we see the heart that God has for people who are going to reject him, but also people who are going to accept him. And so this Easter, you might not be thinking about God at all. You might be watching this tonight just because there's an overweight guy uh, sitting in a basement with shoes in the background. But I'm telling you, whether you're thinking about God or not, He thinks about you. You might have no one during this coronavirus time, and you might be depressed and lonely and discouraged, but there is a God who loves you and cares for you and knew you before you were ever formed and has made a way for you to be loved and accepted and to be with him forever. And so in Luke chapter 19, I want to read these four verses to you. The celebration of Palm Sunday, the, the things that would have made the disciples think this is what we signed up for. Listen to the heart of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In verse 41, he starts by saying, now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you, especially in this your day, that things that make for your peace, a word that we need to hear, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you in on every side. And level you and your children within you to the ground, and they will not leave in you one stone upon another, because you did not know the time of your visitation. You see, God knew that Jerusalem was going to fall just a few decades later, that families would be destroyed. But what he truly knew was that these individuals needed spiritual peace. They needed to be made right with God. And he wept over them. You see, God is not a God who is sitting up in heaven ignoring our cries and prayers. He does not ignore the suffering and pain of this world. But the Bible says that every problem this world has is because of sin. And yet God, even though he knows, even though he understands, has made a way for us to have hope. And that comes through the person and work of Jesus Christ. And so this Easter, whether you are discouraged because of being shut in, depressed. Maybe this has been a time where, for me, personally, I have tried to spend as much time as I can alone with God, having Him correct me 
because of the busyness of life and school and ball games and practice, it is so easy to think about everything else and everyone else that it's good to get along with God and let him correct me. And often it happens. And so I want to encourage you tonight that if you're depressed and discouraged or you're looking at your life and thinking this has not worked out the way I thought it should, my kids have not turned out the way I wanted them to, that what, what am I really going to do with my life that you can have a relationship with a God who loves you? He knew every failure you would commit, every sin that you would struggle with, every heartbreak that you would go, but yet promised never to leave you or forsake you. And so I truly believe when the Bible says that God wants to see all people come to know him, that that's what he wants. I don't believe God forces us to love him. I believe we love him because he first loved us and made a way. But friends, you must be willing to accept that free gift. A gift is no more or no less a gift if you reject it. My children could reject their Christmas gifts, but it would still be a gift. And God has made a gift available to you. And that gift was His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is fully God, fully man, who willingly stepped out of heaven and went to a cross for your sin and mine. And so this time of year, if you don't know Jesus Christ, I really hope that you'll open up God's Word. Start in Luke 19. Just read through about how God has made a way for you to be saved and to have hope. And I wanted you to know that I pray for you. If you're a 10-miler, I pray for you every day. If you're not a 10-miler and you have a prayer request, I would love to pray for you. Um, I have the wonderful privilege of pastoring where I grew up in, and so everyone knows my faults from before, but I have the wonderful privilege of knowing so many families for multiple generations, grandparents all the way down to great-grandkids and all the fun that comes with that. And so I want you to know that maybe you're alone or discouraged or downtrodden or you really feel like I have just made a mess of things. We love you. The Lord loves you. We're praying for you. We would love to pray for you. And I just pray that if you study God's word this week and truly just allow his word through the convicting power of the Holy Spirit to deal with you, that he will encourage you, that if you're lost, he will save you. If you have wandered from him, he will bring you back. And truly, in this season of Easter, as we celebrate what Jesus has done for us, never forget that when the people were worshiping and praising him, when it could have been all about him, we see the heart that says it's better to serve than to be served. That he didn't come down for others to lay his life down for him, but for him to lay his life down for us. And so I want to just thank you for watching this. I hope it's been an encouragement. Like I said, my wife is probably not pleased that my messy basement office is the thing that you're seeing. But I just wanted to come to you and encourage you with a word. And may God richly bless you and your family.